Welcome to Money, Mindset, and Marketing for Photographers. I'm your host, business coach, and former photographer, Safina Duke. Let's challenge the rules of how you think you should be doing business. We'll look at what it really takes to sell your work for thousands of dollars and attract the clients who will love to pay you for it. Listen on to start creating your dream portrait business. Hey guys, how is your week starting off? And how is your new year starting off? Have you been sticking to the new resolutions that you've wanted to do and have things come up? I know for a lot of us, COVID has been in full effect. My family's definitely been affected. Nobody in my family has tested positive, but we keep having the kids have to stay home from school for like <laughs> all these like exposures and they're in different classes. And so it's just crazy. So I'm sure it's crazy for you too. And I want to take the second to remind you that like life is supposed to be crazy and things are supposed to pop up. And so make sure your new year's resolution isn't something that everything has to go perfectly and your kids have to be perfectly behaved (laughs) and like everything has to go right every single day for it to happen for you. Make it fit around all the unexpectedness. And I think it ties in really well to what we're talking about today, which is money. Oh my gosh, I've been wanting to make an episode about money for so long because I did this work on money on myself a really long time ago around like the way that I see money moving in the world and the way that I was taught about money being so scarce and something you should hold on to and something you should just never spend. And I've done so much work around like undoing that and seeing money as something that's flowing so freely. So I've been wanting to do a podcast about this. One of my resolutions for this year or more intentional things that I wanted to do this year was I mentioned in the previous podcast to believe that thoughts create results and to go more in all in on believing that because I already believe it, but to practice it even more, to believe it even more in my body. And if you believe that thoughts create results, you have to have a clean mind. So for me as an ADHD brain, (laughs) my brain naturally wants to be all over the place. It wants to be creative. It wants to bounce in different directions all the time. And so one thing I've been really working on this year is my decisions, like getting the decisions made, having my week pretty much planned so that I know that everything's getting done, being making myself do laundry on Sunday so that I don't have to think about it all week, just little things like that that are like all the stuff that clogs up your brain and fogs you up. I've been really on top of it. And on top of that, I have been thinking about my thoughts, working on my thoughts every single day. So when we're talking about money and we're talking about brain fog and having a clean brain, I found that a lot of people have trouble with the decision part of money, like scared to make decisions involving money. And maybe you're just scared to make decisions in general, but today we're going to talk specifically about money. So we're going to talk about that. And then I'm also going to talk about all of the beliefs and the thoughts that I have had to consciously work on in my brain that have helped me 
to feel really, really supported with all of the money decisions I've made, with feeling really sufficient in my business and in my financial life and in all of my big investments that I make. And just talk about all of these old beliefs that probably society gave to you and how to start to kind of question them and see if they really serve you and if you want to keep them. Here's my little story that inspired this podcast. I've been wanting these Lululemon leggings. I feel like I say the word really fast, Lululemon leggings, that are called their line leggings that are really soft, that are just black, plain black leggings because I didn't have them. And you can just run errands in them and you can just sit around the house in them and they're so comfortable and they fit perfectly and they're just amazing, right? I've been wanting them ever since summer of last year. And I've kept pushing off getting them because of like tiny little things that pop up. Like the first time, I think that I wasn't sure about the sizing. So I went I went to go and try them on and I couldn't make a decision. So I didn't buy them. And this was in summer of 2021. And I carried the idea of wanting these leggings <laughs> and not buying them all the way to we're going all the way to January now in present time where I finally got them and got home and put them on and I thought they were my size and I started to wear them around and I realized that they were sliding down a little bit. And so then I put them back and I kept them in my closet and was like, okay, I'm going to have to return these now or I'm going to have to go try on the smaller size and see if I'm a smaller size. And basically had this drama of like these leggings and trying to find the time to go return the leggings and go try them on the new pair and all those things. Like all of this drama I've carried around since summer of last year. And I found myself in the fitting room for the third time trying on leggings and trying on the smaller size and thinking about doing this exchange and if I wanted to exchange it or not. And what I realized was that like, Safina, you just have to pick one. And I think that we're so afraid because maybe like it's a $98 or $100 pair of leggings or whatever that we're afraid to make the wrong decision. And I had to just tell myself, yes, it's an expensive pair of leggings, but you're making the best decision that you can. And so the very worst thing that can happen is that you're going to realize like four months down the road, you made the wrong decision, you don't wear the leggings anymore, and you are out $100 and you've made a mistake. You've made a $100 mistake, whatever, and you learn from it. And that's what I think people are so afraid of happening in their lives, basically, of making that decision and then later down the road thinking it was a mistake. Something that's happened for me over the past couple of years of being in the coaching world and learning how to make coaching is really about learning how to make decisions a lot faster. And the reason why is because we're clearing out all that brain drama in our minds. Like we're clearing out that extra thing. Like I let that legging decision bounce around at the back of my head along with a million other things probably for over six months. That's just not necessary. And there's so many different things that we're just putting off and putting off and putting off because we're scared of making the wrong decision. So one thing I've really learned that has served me so well is to start seeing all of my decisions as just 
either the right decision or I'm going to learn a lesson from it. Everything is just like evidence. Everything is just a science experiment. And I can imagine right now that some people are probably listening to this and they're like, well, I cannot afford to make the wrong decision. Like I am a single parent or I am living off this income and I have to make the right decisions or we're going to end up in like serious financial trouble, right? And so if you're listening to this and you're thinking this is not for me, this podcast is not resonating with me, then I just want to let you know that this is for absolutely everybody. Like everybody can make decisions and big money decisions and still find a way to feel safe and supported while making it. What it all ultimately comes down to is your relationship with yourself, your trust in life to support you, and the stories that you have decided to tell yourself about your past decisions and all of your current decisions. The story that you will tell yourself if you make a big money purchase or big money decision and you're wrong. What most people are avoiding, what actually all humans function by trying to find feelings, that trying to guess what feelings they're going to feel and then going after those feelings. So for example, when it comes to money, a lot of people are functioning by trying to avoid having a negative feeling. Trying to avoid having a negative feeling when something happens and maybe they don't have the money in their savings account anymore, or maybe they don't have the money to pay rent anymore. And they have a thought about that that causes them to have a bad feeling. So it's not the actual circumstance that's going to make you feel terrible. It's the way that you're going to look at it. I explored this so much when I was buying coaching because over the past couple of years, I've spent multiple times, spent $6,000 on coaching, spent $10,000 on coaching. I've bought programs for like $2,000, $2,500. So I've invested so much money into coaching. And so for me, that wasn't like something that I was just, it was just laying around and I was like, how can I spend <laughs> the extra thousands of dollars that were laying around, right? Like that was a very conscious and also risky decision for me at the time. So when I'm telling you like this is for everybody, this is for everybody. And what it all came down to was that there was something that I really, really wanted and I really wanted to spend the money and invest that money into my business. And there was no way to guarantee that the risk wouldn't be there. So the only thing that I could guarantee was that I had to trust myself to not be an asshole to myself if for some reason I didn't make my investment back or if for some reason I had thoughts about that it wasn't worth it or even if for some reason my family or I directly got affected by me spending that money. Right? Like there are so many different ways that I could have used and spun that story against myself and made it mean that I'm terrible at making decisions and that I can't be trusted with money and that I've blown 
all of my chances and I shouldn't try again. And like that would be a very negative way of viewing an investment that you made, right? So I had to really ask myself, how do I want to make sure that no matter what happens, and this is just, we're talking about spending a large amount of amount of money on coaching right here, but like this is for every decision that you make. This is for anything that happens in life. It's like, how do you want to make sure to treat yourself as you're going through life? I think so many of us have this idea that since we're adults, we're supposed to be super responsible and we're supposed to think things through so much and we can't mess up. And that just takes out the whole portion of what we're actually supposed to be doing as adults, which is we're still supposed to be messing up. Like We know when we were kids, we messed up all the time. Our kids mess up all the time. They never learn anything the first time that we teach them. (laughs) They stumble and they mess up and they go backwards. And we have this idea for ourselves like, you know, if I buy that pair of leggings and I spend $100 and I decide that it wasn't the right pair, that I have wasted money and I shouldn't be allowed to buy leggings anymore because I don't know what I'm doing and I can't ever make the wrong right decisions. But those are just the story. So I started to look at everything as a lesson. And I and I've started to be so much more kind to myself. Like, oh, like of course. Of course it's you messed up. So what? Not a big problem. So, what did you learn from the situation? Like if I bought those leggings and decided that they weren't the right ones, then I would probably just want to make that mean that I have learned that my size is not that size. <laughs> Right? Like I would that's what I would decide to make it mean. I wouldn't decide to make it mean that I've wasted a hundred dollars and that could have been an entire grocery run for my family and now my family's not gonna eat. Okay. So I've really worked on my starting to look at life as something that I am just a human making the best decisions that I can and walking through life and messing up sometimes. Like sometimes I'm going to make $10,000 mistakes. (laughs) And I'm not saying that any of my coaching was a mistake, but it's possible, right? I could make a $10,000 mistake. And sometimes I'll make $100 mistakes. And sometimes I'll make mistakes that are like $5 and they will all be okay. And I trust that I will learn my lesson from all of those things and that I will be okay and I'll be supported through all of those decisions that I'm making. Another thing I've noticed is that a lot of people are telling themselves a story from their past, and it makes it really difficult to have that trust in yourself in the future. Okay? So do the work of forgiving who you were in the past. And we're talking about money. So let's say that you got into a bunch of debt when you were younger and then it took you a really, really long time to get out or you're still not out. (laughs) Or let's say that you made a bad investment and you trusted somebody and you shouldn't have trusted them. So if you don't heal all of those things and you don't go back and find compassion for yourself and find the way that you did learn your lesson, like you're a smart person. You're learning from your mistakes and actually integrating your old mistakes into your current identity just 
perpetuates the cycle of you being bad with money and not making good decisions. It actually makes you make more bad decisions, but that's for another podcast. I started to look back on money in how and find evidence of how I was always supported. So this is one thing that I would highly recommend you do if you haven't done already. And if you ever feel like you're just out of control and like you have no end in sight to your money situation is look back through all of the times in your life where you felt like maybe you were going to run out or you didn't know how this bill was going to get paid or something really bad happened and you lost a job. (laughs) Had that happen in my family before. And if you scroll back to our, our rock bottom money story, that's one of my episodes of this podcast. I can't remember what episode it is, but that's the story of how doing this money work worked for us, even in like the lowest circumstances and times of our life. What I recommend you look for evidence for on purpose is how in the past, how you have always been supported through money. It's always come whenever you needed it. When you were hungry, you always ended up getting food. (laughs) When you thought that you didn't know how you were going to get this bill paid, you always found a solution to it. There was always an answer and you were always supported. Okay, that's one thing that helps me to feel super sufficient is to look back and find the evidence of that. Another thing that I found evidence for in my life is that I've had a lot of things happen where I felt like money was wasted, money was thrown away, money was stolen. I've had all of those things happen to me. And it felt like it was a lot of money at the time. And what I noticed is that I've also had a lot of things happen to me where money has come in unexpectedly or I've gotten a large amount of money out of nowhere. (laughs) It's basically the same thing, right? But like money coming in in large amounts, money coming in that I couldn't have predicted. And when I look, when I weigh those two things out, the amount of blessings that money has given to me unexpectedly that I never asked for, or that I never knew how to create specifically are so much more than the amount of money that I have wasted or had stolen or had unexpectedly spent money. Let's get into some money beliefs and just play around with questioning some of them. And I want to just take a second to point out, if you feel triggered at all by this episode and you feel like it is terrible advice and like it's all wrong and anything that just feels like it's just not for you, I want you to take a second to notice what comes up because this is kind of a triggering subject for a lot of people. And there might be some good stuff in here for you to just explore and for you to just question, like, does this work for me? Does this serve me? Or does the old thing that I thought serve me more? All right. So money belief number one is that it's possible to waste money. I don't think that belief serves a lot of people. What it does is it stops people from moving forward with money decisions. (laughs) So the definition of waste is to use or expend carelessly, extravagantly, or to no purpose. But all of those things are really subjective. If you choose to believe that every single money decision that you make 
is a lesson for you, whether it's right or wrong or whether you perceive it to be right or wrong, then it does have a purpose. If you spend money extravagantly, (laughs) some people could argue that living in a developed country and having access to shower water and cleaner water than other people and using it all the time is using extravagantly. So there's no real context to that. So what if money really cannot be wasted? When you really think about it, all money is gone at the end of the day. You can't take it with you. We are gone at the end of the day. And so money is just not even a real. Another thing that serves me really well is to believe that money isn't even real, which it's not. It's something that we invented. It's something that we invented a a bunch of thoughts around and we passed on stories about people who have a lot of money or people who don't have a lot of money. But in reality, money is just this system that we invented. Notice how we are so brainwashed to believe that money is a bad thing that we have all of these conflicting beliefs around money as well. One of the beliefs that people have that I think is really funny is people are always trying to say like, you have to save, you got to put away a lot, you need to invest, you want to have something to pass on, right? You want to have something to pass on. And because I mean, what else is the point, right? You want to have enough to live till the end of your death and then you might want to pass it on to your kids so they don't have to struggle as much as you did. But then most people have that belief and a lot of people also hold the belief that if you were handed something and you were handed money and you were handed opportunities that it's not fair and you didn't actually earn it and so you don't deserve it. Those are two beliefs that I think our society holds very strongly and they make absolutely no sense because if you have if you get to the point where you can afford to give your kids an amazing life and ensure that they have all the money that they could need, then you are basically handing them everything and they're not going to earn it. Those two things do not go hand in hand. Another conflicting idea is debt. We have such strong views on debt, right? So we but we believe that it's okay to go into debt for things like houses, for things like college and we have things that we think are okay and we have things that we think are forbidden and shameful and everyone should be embarrassed that they're if they go into like credit card debt or if they go into certain types of debt with high interest. I think it's really interesting that these things that our society uses to make people feel shame about themselves and to sway people's decision making based on that feeling of shame also keeps people poor. Because if you only feel safe going into debt (laughs) to get a degree and then getting a job that pays $50,000 a year, you're going to be broke, right? You're going to be broke at first, first of all. And second of all, you're not going to feel safe being in business. You're not going to feel safe investing in your business. I remember hearing a little bit ago about how women were especially affected by this because women didn't used to be able to get loans and they didn't used to be able to get credit cards. And 
that put men at an advantage because all of the men could go and start a business with a loan. They could go into debt to start a business. And we've carried that with us as women, I think. Like we have carried that fear of going into debt and let it stop us from making the investments that we need to make. Puts them at a disadvantage because they're not going to have the same amount of resources as people who do leverage debt. And guess who leverages debt? Patriarchal, (laughs) rich, white men in general are the people who can leverage it the best because they've been doing it for the longest. Nobody came out of the womb into this world and said to themselves, you know what? My one mission in life is that I never want to have to pay interest (laughs) or I never want to go into debt. Like nobody came into the world and thought that that was of any importance. That's just things that have been projected onto us for our whole lives. One way that I think could really serve you to look at interest, if you are thinking about debt and interest and all of those things, is that debt is buying money. So interest is just like the amount of money that you pay to buy money. And when we're talking about money not being real, basically all of it is fake, right? It's just made up things that you're paying more made up things for to buy a little bit of made up things right now to trade for the resources that you need currently. Another money belief I see a lot, especially when I'm doing consults, is that when I ask my clients, what, how much do you want to make? How much is the most you can imagine yourself making? A lot of people max out around a number that they feel like is agreeable. <laughs> to put it in a really good word, I think is like agreeable. Because they have an idea that if they ask for too much money or they make too much money, that it will make them look greedy. I can't tell you how many times I've heard somebody say, I, well, I don't want to, it's not like I really need that much. I just want to be able to go on vacation and extra time. I would really just love to have this one little thing. Why are you making it so small? Why are you talking like that? To me, that tells me that you think that other people are going to have all these judgments about you because you also have all those judgments about other people. (laughs) So you're always going to be protecting yourself from being judged by not being too greedy. These are all really, really, really good things to start to question. So, so far to put it in simple terms, we've questioned the thoughts that having too much money is greedy. What does that even mean? How much money is too much? Is there a certain point where you like, if somebody handed you $10 million today, would you become a bad person? (laughs) Because you just had so much money that that made you a bad person? Like really question that to your brain. That doesn't make any sense. We've questioned the ideas that debt is bad. Paying interest is bad. Wasting money is bad. All of those things. One last thing I want to talk about that I think some people might question with this episode is like, what if you just adopt all these beliefs and you believe that money is always flowing to you and through you and you just start spending money like crazy and being irresponsible and you just go into so much debt and you lose all your money and blah, 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 whatever happens after that. And my answer is 
why is that such a problem? <laughs> like, why are you so unwilling to go a l- push the boundary a little bit, push the boundary of, oh, maybe I did waste money on this. Maybe I did. Maybe I don't want to make that decision again. And learning from it, so you're just avoiding it altogether. I personally used to be very closed off with my money. I was taught that way. I was taught to be very conscious of how I was spending, and I always saved a lot of money. And I had to undo some of that. And so I had to practice being a person who let money flow through me. And while I was learning and I was transitioning, (laughs) I made bad decisions. I let my subscriptions run for like months and didn't cancel them. I bought things on a whim that I never used or that I like looking back, I'm like, oh yeah, I probably wouldn't spend that money again. But it's like, so what? You're supposed to be out here learning lessons and improving on based on the knowledge that you've gathered. How deep are you willing to have your own back? If you spend $5 and realize it was a mistake, are you willing to have your own back? Probably. What about 100? What about 1,000? What about 10,000? What about 100,000? I heard a story of somebody who lost all of their money in the stock market. They just lost all of their savings. So what? Like, then what? <laughs> what do you want to do about that? That person put themselves out there and made a decision and they now get to learn from it. I think when it comes to safety, most people are just at the root scared of like homelessness or scared of having less than what they have right now. And what what are you going to tell yourself if that really happened? How are you going to support yourself if that really happened? How are you, What are you going to do? What's your next step? The meaning that you give to failure is everything. It's everything that you're scared of right now. And it's everything that will be so painful and so harmful to you if you ever do fail, which you will, (laughs) inevitably. I was playing poker the other day and I noticed that I get down in chips a lot. (laughs) Like I get down to where I play poker tournaments and I get down to where somebody, like I've just lost a decent amount of chips and I look around at the table and people have more chips than me. And so in that moment, I can make it mean that I'm losing. I mean, anyone could do that, right? You could look at your chips and be like, I'm losing, (laughs) but that's just going to make you lose the game. (laughs) And I've noticed that when I tell myself, okay, this means nothing. People get down. When I tell myself I'm supposed to be getting down in my poker chips, That's how it works for some people. You're supposed to be getting down, and it doesn't mean anything about what can happen in the future. It doesn't mean I can't hit the next hand. It doesn't mean I can't slowly work my way back up. That is how I win poker. (laughs) That's what makes me good at it. So we've gone through so many different areas of where this shows up. This might show up in huge investments. You investing in your business and looking at possibly not getting what you wanted out of the investment. 
Does that mean that your business is over or do you want to make it mean that you're going to learn what you need to get out of it next time? And we're also looking at your everyday life. Like how much are you letting money decisions take up space in your brain? Decisions are made in one second. The rest of the time is just drama. And half the time when we spend a lot of time making a decision and we think it over very carefully and we make sure we're making the best decision we possibly ever could in our lives, guess what? A few years down the road, we can look back at that decision and be like, that was a terrible decision. (laughs) So no matter how much time you are putting into this and how much effort you are putting into your decisions, there's still no guarantee that they're going to be correct. So start to make those decisions quicker and quicker and start to make them from that place of just knowing that you can get yourself out of every situation. You can learn from your mistakes. You can trust yourself to not beat yourself up and tell yourself a bunch of stories about how you might be a failure and never, ever work out. You can trust yourself to not do that. And you can just trust the universe. The universe will come through and you'll always have what you need at the right time. Making your decisions from that place will feel so much better than clinging on for dear life to all of your money. Let's start a conversation about this. I really want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear what things you want to work on or what things came up from you, from you, for you, from this podcast. So click on the link in the show notes and go to the free Facebook group and make a post about money and make a post about things that you are going to believe about money from now on and ways that you are going to let go of all of that control and fear and scarcity around money. That's all I have for you this week. I'll talk to you next week. If you're ready to take your portrait business to the next level, you can work with me one-on-one in my six-month coaching program. We'll look at exactly how you've created your current results and dissolve all the ways you're still blocking income. Go to the link in the show notes and book your free business consultation call. And if you're loving the show, make sure you join us in the free Facebook community, Money, Mindset, and Marketing for Photographers. We'll see you in there.